0: The bugle, baby. The bugle.
1: Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thursday, man, this month is flying by. Lots of, uh, lots of fun. Lots of activity. Um, yesterday
0: was like 150 degrees outside. <laughs> it was <laughs>
1: crazy, crazy
0: hot. It, it is a hot summer in South Florida, but it was a great day. It's good to be back down in South Florida. Good to be home. Good to get back into the groove a little bit, try to get caught up. It was uh, it was a whirlwind start to the week. And I feel like when you travel early in the week like that, then it makes the rest of the week feel a lot longer. But now I'm like, oh, shit, it's already Thursday. I'm speaking this morning. we got a follow-up meeting this afternoon and then Friday. So it's, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, it's kind of cool. We're both out back on the road, speaking, doing our thing, which is kind of fun.
1: Yesterday, um, shout out to Howie Craw, who was number two in the huddle this morning. Uh, He said, I need you. We met at Starbucks, had a wonderful afternoon, uh, just two bald guys doing our thing. (laughs) I mean, the the, the Starbucks was packed, we had no idea. It was just the two of us. A couple of uh, follow-ups, if you will, Uh, So I got great feedback from the KISS stuff yesterday. A lot of people singing and, you know, passing on their thoughts on it. So really, really cool. Um, One of the things that I want you to take away is, and I said this at the end of the show, everything is learning. Learning that you pull in and write down makes it real. You can go back and touch it and feel it. And so reading and writing are all part of that learning thing. I, the huddle happens. I'm on my way to city furniture. I get a text from Shari Cedar. Look at this. Bam. She's, you know, basically awesome huddle We're you know, we're using it to get fired up. And she says, here's my takeaways. You know, just finished. We had our own huddle and recap the four most important takeaways. This is unbelievable. I love it. Exactly why it works, you know. Keep learning, be authentic, your best self, no matter. You know, just great job. And then finally, you know, kiss rocks. Um, I've been doing that my whole life. Every single, you know, if I go to visit with somebody, I'm scratching out notes because that's the that's the guts. That's the stuff
0: that lives in my library. So I just autodidact. Because you're an autodidact. And so that to me, I think going back to that word is it doesn't mean that you come from traditional education. You're not Yale educated, Harvard educated, but that doesn't mean that you can't be unbelievably educated or one of the most educated people in the world. Because if you're constantly looking to learn at every corner, that's being self-taught. Not yep. being in a classroom where somebody's sitting in front of you, which shout out to the First Point Advisors, I will be with you guys today and your group of people to be able to teach, which is a learning environment. But that can happen anywhere, anytime. And then, oh, by the way, that becomes the content that you share. For people that are be- like, you know, I don't know what to share. Read something, learn something, and then turn around and share that with your audience because it's valuable. And then it made for conversation with Howie
1: and I, he picked up on it. Now right. here's the other part of this, it's so amazing. If you put it out in the universe, it has a chance of happening. So I said yesterday, I would like to meet Paul Stanley, either <laughs> Paul Stanley or Gene Simmons. It would be thrilling because I feel like I'm prepared for a real conversation with them, sure. done my the homework, whatever. We're sitting there how he goes listen i have a really good friend I haven't spoken to him in a while but he produces shows he did the kiss reality show and right in front of me texts the guy and goes hey i got a buddy that wants to meet you know so it is out and Incredible. just like everything else in my life and what i suggest in your life the universe
0: listens if you tell it boom i just want to hit on something that you said that i don't think anybody else really caught was you said that you feel prepared to have a real conversation with them. I think a lot of people look to wanna meet someone, wanna get in a room with somebody and they spend all of their time figuring out how to get to the room. And then when they actually get to the room, they're ill-prepared to execute in that room. That's where the, you know, when we talk to people all the time, they're like, why would a CEO wanna talk to me? That's your own ill preparation to be in the room with that person. If you can prepare yourself to step into that room with anybody simply just by doing the research and getting yourself ready to go, you can have a conversation with anybody anytime. I'm glad you picked up on it because that's my own filter
1: is am I prepared? Right. Even if I'm going to have lunch with somebody, have I done the homework? Do I hate the show up and throw up? I want to know what's going on in their life. I want to know what's going on in their industry. I want to know... So that I'm, mm. you know, so jacked up, you know. Anyway, Dingo. today's conversation is going to be about this conversation. Oh, you're a born salesman, which is complete bullshit. bullshit. So we got tons of great stuff about good salespeople, bad bad salespeople. Everybody's always selling, but we ain't doing shit until we wake up. <laughs> Come on, come on. Wake up, tell your body. Did you know me? Maybe then that lists all What you have to say. You know, we did, we saw that LinkedIn report, and a lot of what that stuff says is just completely off the rails. I've suggested that there's a problem with sales leaders, sales management, leading new, aggressive, young talent down the wrong path. And wouldn't you know, there's a story that my son.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I have a confession to make to the huddle because. I, I absolutely ripped somebody's tonsils out last night at my house. Like, I'm not proud of it. Like, I'm not. Like, I feel yes, bad. You yes, you are. Go. Yes, you are. They deserve old it. guy. And, you know, but it's 830 at night. And for those of you who listen to the show every day and know me well, know that clockwork at the Noodleberg household from 530 at night to 8 to really 8 o'clock at night to get everybody showered, bathed, fed, S-O-P, of, baby, S-O-P. Into, into bed and sleeping. And wouldn't you know that 830, there is a loud knock at the door, which of course sends Lou, our dog, into a frenzy of barking. So I'm like yelling at Lou, "Shut up!" My
1: God.
0: <laughs> hoping that the baby doesn't wake up, hoping that Kai doesn't wake up, trying to like just, and I'm going to the door like it must be emergency for somebody to be knocking on my door at 830 at night. And I opened the door, and wouldn't you know, it's a solar sales guy standing in front of me. Now, this isn't just any solar sales guy. This is a guy that I've actually spoken to before. Two weeks prior, he had come by the house in the middle of the afternoon, knocked on the door, and interrupted my day the way that people do. And I let him get through his song and dance, and I said, you know what, I'd be really interested in solar for the house, but now's not a good time. Here's my cell number. Let's set up a time for you and I to get together to really discuss what it would be look like, what it would look like for you guys to take care of the house. Of course, no follow-up. Not a thank you for answering the door. I gave the guy my number. You can't get any better access to me. There's no follow-up. There's no nothing. The next time I see this guy's face or hear this guy's voice is when he's standing in front of me at 8:30 at night after he has interrupted my entire household and I lost my mind, mostly because I was in shock that this company would be allowing this kind of activity to happen. I was like, what are you doing? Who in the world wants to be interrupted at 8.30 at night at their house? Oh, well, I'm sorry, it's what we're supposed to do. When the sun goes down, we're supposed to make our last round around the neighborhood. And I said, you are being ill-prepared to be successful in sales get off of my doorstep. I will don't want to ever talk to you again. So an opportunity for that company went away because of what management is coaching people to do. So, so,
1: you know, first of all, you live in a really, really nice neighborhood um, that all the houses are redone and all, but it's not gated. And so, you know, you're susceptible to that. People should know better. People should just know better. To me, it's obscene. It's way off the rails. So if you were sitting there about to go into the sales profession, you know, as a born salesperson, and they put scenarios in front of you, is anybody in their right mind say it's okay to knock on someone's door at 830 at night? Right. To me, it's <laughs> like someone
0: died. Man. It's right. Like- <laughs> right. Like unbelievable. And and like it'd be one thing if it was the first time, you know, and like you don't know any better. But like the fact that I gave this guy an entrance, I gave this guy a way to get to me to convert an opportunity and the lack of training to understand what to do next or how to do it and to just stick to the system that they're teaching them is mind blowing to me. It's poor management, poor leadership. the The takeaway is. most of sales
1: people are taught to interrupt somebody they've actually used that word in the training well this is how you interrupt their pattern it's the most
0: ridiculous thing in the world
1: i don't want to interrupt anybody interruption is is isn't you know it's not i mean this is
0: crazy so So. after i came down then gabby and i were like talking about it and like we talked about it like we don't even have friends or family who just show up and knock on the door anymore (laughs) right (laughs) right knock on the door get knocked out right like but like legitimately if you were going to come by the house you would shoot a text and say hey thinking about swinging by is it all good like anybody does that in today's world so why would you build your strategy on something that people's family doesn't even do
1: Mind blowing. So, so I think it tees us up for the right conversation today. All
0: right, it sounds like an episode of Curb. Curb. It's not <laughs> The way I felt. It's the way I felt. It was like somebody spoofing me. Right? Can you imagine what Leon would say to that person. Right?
1: <laughs> so, so I, I broke up today's content into two pieces. What are what what makes a good salesperson? What are the 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 characteristics? What are the words? I've got ten. There could be a hundred but let's just get the ball rolling. We'll nail this. Then I quickly want to get to motivational music
0: and then get into the habits of salespeople. So is it okay? You want to read them? Do you have them or? I have them. We can read them. I mean, I think, I don't even think this one is on the list actually. Yeah, it's not. This is not even in here. Yeah. They didn't even add this one. And I think it's the most important thing that anybody who's going into sales needs to be. And I think they need to be curious.
1: Yeah, I agree. And it's not on this list. So it shows you like I pull this stuff from all kinds of different writings and readings and stuff like that. You know, the obvious ones. Delightful. You know, someone says that you're delightful to be with. I mean, you know, can you imagine buying from somebody that you don't want to be with? So delightful, enthusiastic, analytical. Don't agree with that one either. I don't think you need to be analytical. You need to be a problem solver.
0: Yeah, I think it helps. I I do think being analytical and understanding data and being able to, and so this really comes back to just because you're analytical doesn't mean that it's going to convert in sales. This is where you got to be an educator. You got to be a teacher. You got to understand how to take that information and convey it to somebody else in a way that they're able to understand it to then use it in their own decision making process. Because- you're not going to make the decision for them. So you got to be great at arming them with everything they need to make the decision. I love that. I love that. And and
1: this is an exercise that I do regularly, just as a reminder, sometimes as a scorecard, how am I doing on this stuff? I I think, so you put curiosity at the top. I put resilience at the top. I love you know? it. I mean, yeah. I've got the shit kicked out of me so many times. It's such an emotional roller coaster. That, you know, I don't care how good you are and whatever, how things are going, when you get knocked down, it's hard to get back up. And that resiliency to say, I'm going to show up and do it
0: again is really. really And oh, by the way, like these are all things that are trainable, like resiliency is built. You're not born resilient. You may become resilient because you grow up in a tough household and you're dealt a lot of adversity and you don't have any other choice but to become resilient. But resilient is something that's developed so if you're not resilient now it doesn't mean you can't be but figuring out how you deal with failure because i actually put a little i wrote something about this yesterday that failure is defined as lack of success yet most people when they talk about failure in the business world it's like this long big project that didn't end up happening and it's that big failure but really You could consider failure like you fucked up the eggs this morning. You overcooked the eggs. That's lack of success. And so how you dealt with that lack of success and build a system for yourself to constantly come back from it, that's how you develop resiliency. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to the
1: motivational music because to me, in order to be a great salesperson, you need to be this. And then tomorrow we'll come back. We'll finish this word conversation because it's stirring me up. There's more to say. And then tomorrow we'll do the 26 habits. Finish Friday. Finish Friday with 26 habits that you can work on. Give me motivational music, superhero. They took away the prophet's dream, for a prophet on the street. Now she's stronger than you know, a heart of steel starts to grow.
0: All his life he's been told, he'll be nothing when he's cold. All the kicks and all
1: the blows, he won't ever let it show.
0: When you've been fighting for it all your life You've been struggling to make right So, I don't
1: know if you knew that song um, I did not It's a great song and the verse says um, when you're a superhero, you turn your pain into power. And if I summed up my career, it's all I ever did. You know, like I would just, everything was a hurdle. Everything was an obstacle that when you figured out how to get around it, thank you, Ryan Holiday, you know, the obstacle is the way when you get around it, there's that sense of achievement, more achievement creates more. One of the words here confidence so you know like for me you know people say like you know have you arrived like you know I heard somebody writing about this the other day they call themselves an expert right you know it was like I think uh Richard Moore did it he was like uh, you know if someone's in a conversation telling you they're an
0: expert they're probably not an expert, not an expert. <laughs> right right so that's a great point so it's I love Jonathan Aaron's comment that a good salesperson definitely has their own book. So, <laughs> every, for everybody in the huddle, if you haven't written a book yet, you need to get on it because that's a requirement to being a good salesperson. Only Even if it's done in crayon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it just show up, here's my book. It's a pamphlet. <laughs> that, it's a pamphlet that I colored in. But it's... <laughs> there it actually is nothing inside. It's just a, a place to hide shit. It's my book. It's- exactly. No, but so I think when you, when you talk about that confidence and not if somebody tells you you're an expert, then you're not really an expert. What conveys to me that somebody is an expert is the way they educate me, is the way they storytell. I would say that's something that should be up there in the skills of what they're able to do is they should understand how to tell their story. They should understand how to relate their story. They should understand how to weave stories into conversation to educate people to, again, at the end of the day, the one thing you're trying to do is arm somebody with enough information to be able to make a decision, not a yes, not a no, just make a decision. Cause if you have all of the people, like I think there was an activity and we're going to talk about it later, but like looking at your being, being realistic, I think could be a good one. That's uh, not in here, but certainly one I love. Because that, when you're talking about what your opportunities are, you got to be realistic about who you're talking to and what you're doing. But ultimately, if you're not arming people with the ability to make a decision, everybody's just sitting there going, yeah, you're a great guy. I don't know what you do. And I couldn't even tell you whether or not we could use your service because I don't know enough about it. Yeah. So for
1: me, the biggest hang up in sales, and you started the conversation about, Success is making the sale. I don't agree with that. Right. Success is getting up to the plate enough times that you'll create success. Right. So that never got taught to anybody. They just go, here's the product. We think it's the greatest thing in the world. Go out and sell it. Sell it. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> what, what? 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 Like when, when? Who? What? what? You know? Right. right? So A thousand percent. The whole fallacy of how sales is done is... You know, repetition, we talk about that, you know. Um, But for me, you know, and I've had very, very successful people say to me, dude, you reinvent yourself more than anybody I've ever seen. And I go, I don't really look at it that way. I just know that I'm on the river and where the river takes me, I don't go. Well, I'd like to be back there, right? <laughs> Where my feet are, man? I pay attention to like, what's going on? And so when you say adaptable, yeah, I, you know, market conditions. When I look back at when I really made the investment of time and energy to learn LinkedIn,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that was what a great salesperson does because I was prepared to, for the next phase to know it without anybody validating me. So, By the way, so I, still to this day, yeah, go overtime if you want. Yep. To this day, right, most of the people that teach LinkedIn don't teach it the way we do it.
0: Correct. And we'll go to overtime.
1: So it's, you know, the whole, the, just one more yep. thing. So, you know, so the whole thing is I got 60,000 likes or, or I got 60,000 followers, you know. It's, there's no strategy
0: involved. If you don't know what to do with it. It's absolutely worthless. And, okay. it, and and if there's not quality behind that, like, look, anybody can go grab a video off of YouTube. It's inspirational. Put a little caption behind it, share it on LinkedIn and get hundreds of thousands of views. Anybody can do that. It takes the strategy of how to build your brand day in and day out, and then how to execute on that brand to really do it successfully. But you talked about adaptability. And I think when you talk about it in the sense of adapting to the environment and to the world and where the world takes you, that's one way. The other adaptability is being able to adapt to different kinds of people. You have to adapt your communication style to fit the person that you're sitting in front of. If you try to be a fire hose to everybody, because that's just the way you operate. You're gonna miss out on opportunities. Having adaptability in your own skills and the way you communicate, the way you connect, offers you the opportunity to connect to more people and find more success. So, uh, you know, Ed Dykes, so great. I mean, look at this.
1: Study done in the jewelry industry on salespeople that showed that 58%, that's six out of every 10, did not belong in sales. Is that poor sales training or is that person not built for sales? I think it's poor sales training.
0: Poor sales training. So yeah. I think we believe in this so much to a fact that that's why Get On The Ball is moving to where it's going to be. And so this is a little bit of teaser for you guys. Ooh, I mean, up the in a couple of weeks, but there's a lack of training and we're only two people. So we needed to figure out a way to scale what we were doing For more people. And so that's what get on the ball training is going to move to. It's going to be an even bigger community. It's going to have more access to us live. It's going to have more access to us to be coached and developed because that's what's needed. There is a lack of training and development. Ed, I would tell you that the turnover rate in most organizations has more to do with the lack of ability to develop somebody than it does with them being the wrong fit. And when you look at it that way and you say, "Okay, let's really define what are the skill sets we want people to have, then how do we train them? And then, oh, the leaders hold themselves accountable to training those things because you can put words on a wall. I talked to Estelle about this. You can put words on a wall and say this is who we are. Unless everybody else knows those words, lives those words and holds each other accountable to those words, it's all bullshit. It's all right. And, and people see through bullshit. Now,
1: that's the change in the, you know, the job force. This is just not going to work for, for people that are not doing it themselves so exactly. I Talked about it at our executive board meeting. As yes, they said, you know, the whole idea here is that the expectation that you would do something because I told you to do it without any reason or
0: without any why, and I'm not doing it is ludicrous. So people said, fuck you. I'm out of here. <laughs> in my opinion, there's only one reason somebody doesn't belong in a business profession, and it's because what they want doesn't align with what that job is. Wow. That's it. It's got to be their alignment. Everything else is trainable. We're not in the NFL. I'm not asking you to run a 4440 and jump 70 inches in the air. That's God gifted ability. You either can or you can't do that. Every other skill involved in an organization can be trained and taught. So the only reason they don't belong there is because they don't want to be there, which you don't want those people there anyway. Because you can't out train that for sure. Exactly.
1: What a great show. We will continue the conversation tomorrow. I get to see my favorite band tonight, the Doobie Brothers. So you can only guess what the motivational music will be. We'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. Now it's time to get down to business. See you, first point
0: advisors. Come on, please don't worry about me. Surf, surf. I'm about to let my heart speak. My friends keep telling me
1: to leave this. So let's get down, let's get down to business. Let's get down, let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one more night.